2: Australian bars,
3: titty discs,
2: and that's what to be known as from now on. Like, I'm gonna go into the Marvel Wikipedia and whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> it Get better than that.
0: Comic books.
1: Motherfucker, do you read
0: them? Sup, ladies. I'm a podcaster. Woo! <clears throat> hey, guys. Welcome back to the biggest, reddest, and cheesiest episode of Fanholes Comics. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your mighty hosts tonight. But I am not alone because I've got two, count them, two of the mightiest mortal fellow fanholes joining me tonight. So everybody give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight.
2: Hey, this is Justin.
3: Hey, guys, this is Tony. And just just make sure you kill me or I'm I'm going to come from Egypt and, you know...
0: Make your life a living hell! Holy moly, Tony! So we we are here. We're we're here in anticipation of the feature film release of Shazam, aka well, I guess he's going to be Shizzy for Rizzle, my nizzle Shazam. But you know, it's it's Captain Marvel. Like so, Captain Marvel is going to have a movie with Zachary Levi. I got it right this time. And so right. we decided we'd get together and we were going to discuss the graphic novel. I think it's fair to call this one a graphic novel, you know, because it was like 1999 and it had a hardcover and a slipcover and all that good stuff. And this is the the graphic novel from DC, The Power of Shazam. It was released in 1994 and this was by jerry ordway and he's basically the writer artist on this the letterer was john costanza and the editor was mike carlin and i guess we'll just get into it real quick i know there was like a soft cover later printed that year and i sort of swiped my synopsis as per usual i don't know I, i i stole most of it from a place called the comics get which is some really old website that had a review of it, but it sort of, like, trailed off before it finished, so then I, like, stole the last paragraph from Wikipedia. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. It may, it may get all, like, unedumacatable by the end of it, but we'll see. In Egypt, CeCe Batson and his wife Marilyn and Theo Adam investigate the spectacular temple at Abu Simbel. The expedition is sponsored by the millionaire Savanna. The relationship between Batson and Adam is prickly. Adam finds a secret passageway that leads to a door with a lightning bolt symbol. Adam attempts to open it by hand and is zapped unconscious. Batson pronounces some hieroglyphics as Shazam! and the door opens to reveal a tomb with a sarcophagus. On the sarcophagus is a glorious necklace that Adam immediately claims for Savannah, although the others protest that it's the property of the Egyptian government. Cece is distracted by a ghostly figure as Marilyn tries to take the necklace from Adam, but accidentally breaks it. He belts her one, and Cece mixes it up with him as Marilyn runs off for help. Though Cece gets the upper hand on Adam, Adam then stabs him in the back and flees the suddenly crumbling temple with the necklace. Incidentally, attacking the Egyptian observer, Saeed, who had been delayed in reaching the temple. Adam follows Marilyn back to town and kills her, as well as her daughter Mary's tutor. Adam intercepts Mary before she can go into the room with the two murdered women and they leave. Back in the US, homeless newsboy Billy Batson is taken by a mysterious stranger via Egyptian Art Deco Subway to a cavern where he meets a bearded figure on a throne. The figure calls himself Shazam, Wisdom of Solomon, Strength of Hercules, Stamina of Atlas, Power of Zeus, Courage of Achilles, Speed of Mercury, Good Egyptian Figures All. (laughs) I guess that's commentary from the Synopsizer. Names Billy his successor and transfers his powers to the boy shazam the boy becomes a superpowered man a dead ringer for his father he doesn't like this though and roughs up old shazam until the mysterious stranger calms him down the old shazam is seemingly killed when billy changes back to himself and the mysterious stranger takes the boy back to the real world meanwhile in a plush office savannah is questioned about the murders by egyptian officials though savannah claims he too is a victim of circumstance and that there's no evidence that adam was the killer one of the officials is saeed still alive but unable to speak because his throat has been slashed by Adam. When the men leave, Savannah enters a secret stairway to speak with Adam, who determines to kill these men by blowing up the radio station where they are to be interviewed. However, Billy is sleeping in an alley next to the station and he follows them onto the roof. They shove him off, but he returns as Captain Marvel and throws the dynamite away. Unfortunately, throwing it a bit too hard and it doesn't land in the harbor, But in Savannah's soon-to-be-open Fawcett City World Fair, so it's okay that the collateral damage was just stupid Savannah's World Fair. He then returns to catch the bad guys, though Adam escapes, and accidentally changing to himself in mid-flight, landing on a Savannah Dirigible, changing back, and blowing up the Dirigible with his lightning. Billy rushes back to the subway, where he has a quick mental confrontation with Old Shazam before he comes to himself and is taken back to school by Mr. Dudley, the school custodian. Savannah is appalled by the destruction of his property and the angry charges made about him over the radio. he confronts Adam who describes what happened and believes the superpowered figure to be CC Batson somehow back from the dead. then Adam takes out the necklace that he'd taken from the tomb and says Shazam and becomes Black Adam the evil version of Captain Marvel and the modern incarnation of Teth Adam, Shazam's old nemesis. He roughs up Savannah and leaves him to die in the fire that Adam's lightning started. Black Adam is determined to destroy both the Egyptians and his ancient enemy once and for all. Adam and Captain Marvel battle each other on the grounds of the Savannah-funded World Fair, with Marvel winning the battle by snatching Adam's scarab from him. Marvel takes Adam to the wizard who takes Adam's voice and wipes away his memory. Billy later learns that the stranger who led Billy to the wizard was in fact the spirit of his father and that his sister Mary is still alive. Billy promises as Captain Marvel to fight injustice and evil and also to find his missing sister. Meanwhile, Savannah has lost all of his money and possessions due to the destruction of his properties by Marvel and Adam and swears revenge on the captain. And that, in a nutshell, is The Power of Shazam, written and illustrated, of course, by Jerry Ordway. So I guess this was... This was brought to us mainly, I, I, I think, we, we conferred about this. We talked about what we might want to discuss to tie into the upcoming Shazam movie. But I believe Justin was the one who suggested we should talk about this graphic novel. So I think I'll open up to Justin and just ask him like, when he first encountered this and, and kind of maybe why he wanted to discuss this particular story for tonight's show.
2: It, it's weird because... I mean, I encountered this in comic book shops when it was released. But for some reason, I thought this was like a trade of the first few issues of the ongoing series. Okay. So I didn't even read this until like 2001, maybe.
0: Because ah.
2: So like, I mean, I, w- I was buying the Power Shazam ongoing series and I was really into it. But I, I kept seeing this at stores and I was like, well, I've got the individual issues so i don't need this and i didn't even pick it up i just i just assumed that's what it was and one day i was at a comic book shop with a buddy and you know no offense to tony but um my buddy could also talk your ear off if you let him and he was kind of chatting with the cashier at the comic book store and i was getting really bored walking around and i just kind of i saw this on a shelf and picked it up and flipped through it and i was like uh wait a minute This isn't a collection of the first few issues of the ongoing series. (laughs) I've never seen this before, and I bought it. And I felt like a chump for all those years because I was like, you know, I had missed out on this. Like, I didn't even know this jump-started the ongoing series. I guess I was a a dummy. And if they ever referenced, you know, these events in the series was like a, you know, asterisk, you know, please check out the graphic novel. Like, it just went over my head or something, I guess. I I don't know. I don't know how I... I made a a huge blunder like that but yeah that's that's my story as for why i wanted us to read this i it's i think it's a really good place to start with captain marvel it's it's a really good introduction to the character tony wants to talk about the art later so i'll let him have that i I just like the storytelling in this it's a loving tribute to the character it it feels kind of like a a throwback story but it's not cheesy I guess like it's not like it's full of you know nostalgia for the for the character but it also has kind of like a modern take on it like all the you know they they even comment on the way uh, Fawcett City looks you know it's all art deco and stuff and then they kind of comment that it, it just never changed after World War II like it just looks the same and you see people in these you know old cars and you know they're kind of dressed like People used to dress like, you know, men wearing hats and everything. So there's that kind of nostalgic gaze to it, kind of like Batman the Animated series had that mm-hmm. kind of art deco style. But it's also kind of a modern kind of take on the characters. Like they don't they don't really shy away from showing you guys getting stabbed in the back and that kind of stuff. But I mean it's it's not about you know, it's not really about superheroes beating each other up. Like I I the thing I liked is just the the storytelling and the the artistry in that, and just the, how how fun and enjoyable the the graphic novel and the series are.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you on that. I, I I wasn't sure. I was I'm the guy who talks too much, so I didn't know if I should jump in.
2: Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just kidding.
2: Like, like I said, no no offense.
3: <laughs> no, it's fine. I was I, I no, trust me. I'm aware. I could talk a lot. I was just going to say, I've actually never read this, and this was my first exposure to it. I I am familiar with Jerry Ordway. I I had read some of his stuff. Me and Derek were talking the other night. One of the first things I actually ever saw from him was Wildstar by Image. Not really worth your time, folks. He's still a great artist. Great, great creative mind. Not his best work, I would say. This, yeah, really, like, you know, I, I, I want to go into the art a little bit later after we kind of maybe dissect it a little bit more. But I totally agree the, the word that kept coming to my mind when I was reading this was timeless. Like, you, you could have picked this up in 1950 or today, like I did. And, you, yeah, you don't feel out of time. You don't feel like there's there's any like really like modern references. You know, he's not doing a modern dance, for example. He's, you know, not talking about like the coolest TV shows. Billy Batson is just a is just a kid.
0: So and, what you're saying is, you're saying Billy Batson is not wearing hammer pants. Is that is that what you're getting at?
3: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, yeah. You know, Adam, you know, he's 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 not like this rugged mercenary with a machine gun and an eye patch and like too many pouches. He's he's just kind of a scummy dude. You know, it's it, it's basic qualities. And the characterization, you know, the Batson father, Cece, he's just a good guy. His mom is a caring mom. Savannah is this kind of morally bankrupt, arrogant, you know, billionaire who uh, is just worried about how he comes off to people and keeping his riches. You know, Uh, it's just it's these archetypes that we've seen so many times, but it's how they are presented. And like Justin said, when they're written well and the story flows well, it doesn't matter how old these archetypes are. It's just, it's just fun to read about them. It also, yeah. Like, like Justin said, it doesn't seem dated. It doesn't seem like, even though this was in 1994, you know, like I said, I read it, you know, today for the first time and this could have been written last week, like come out last week, could have been written last year. and I wouldn't have known. I really wouldn't have. I would have been like, Oh cool. Jerry Ordway's back. I mean, I didn't know when this was released, but it was just a classic take. And I, I, I am not the biggest Captain Marvel fan. I will say that I like Captain Marvel. I've never had a problem with him. I know some people get kind of their panties in a wad with the Captain Marvel Shazam thing. Like, he's know, the real Captain Marvel or he is the real Captain Marvel. I'm like, well, whatever, whatever side you go on that debate, I don't care. But I am aware of his origins and I, I think they, they did tweak it enough, I think Jerry did tweak it enough to where it is, what's the word I'm looking for more more organic I guess because I mean these comics were written in like the 40s and 50s so you know it was a little cheesy you know no big red cheese pun intended but I, I think the, the story is very concentrated you know you get the big bad you know Black Adam, you get your daughter Savannah, you, you, you get Talky Tawny Mr. Tawny, he's just a doll in this, he doesn't talk yet so <laughs> And, and, and you know, I don't know about the comic itself, the Powers of Shazam ongoing, but, you know, I also kind of was happy that there wasn't stuff like, you know, Hoppy the Marvel Bunny or whatever his name is. I, I just like how it also had a sense of realism to it. You know, and there and, and there's also lightheartedness, too. I like that Sylvanas' stuff keeps getting screwed up because, you know, Billy Batson doesn't know how to use his powers right. <laughs> and he's like... And, and another good thing is Billy, you know, scolds himself for that, you know, is like, you know, another another great job by Captain Blunder. You know, it's like he knows that he's probably in over his head, but he's a really courageous kid and he's trying his best to figure it out, you know. So, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, this was just, uh, you know, even though it's 1994. Yes, it is over 20 years old. But even then, I would say like a year later, this was like a classic
0: modern classic even then so i guess i want to address a couple things you guys have said so the the first thing i'll say to justin in your defense justin this was in 1994 this had a 1999 price tag when I would see things that were 1999 and 1994, I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm not paying <laughs> 1999 for like this thing." Like, so, so, so there. To me, there is that aspect of it. For for me personally, also like Tony, I, I'm not gonna say I'm not the world's biggest Captain Marvel fan. What I'm gonna say is. I vicariously enjoyed my fandom through other friends. I had other friends that really enjoyed Iron Man and Iron Fist and Captain Marvel. So I knew a lot about them, but I also kind of knew I didn't have to spend my money on it because they were going to. So in this instance, like a lot of things I would read in terms of Captain Marvel, whether it was like the the World's Finest Comics backup or the, the... Roy Thomas, Tom Mandrake, a New Beginning miniseries, like any of those type of things. Like, I usually sort of read them when I was at a friend's house or something and and looked at their Shazam! Captain Marvel collection. And, And I remember that friend, I knew he didn't have a superpowers Captain Marvel, and I remember when we went to the WonderCon back when it was in Oakland, you know, way back in the day when it used to be in Oakland, that was one of the first instances where I... I stumbled upon like superpowers figures and we were like, you can still buy these like in are mint in the box. Like I didn't even understand that concept. I was just like, you can still buy superpowers figures. What? And, and I, I know my mom bought some and, and one of those was a Captain Marvel. And at some point I just sort of gifted him that as a present. Cause I, my attitude was, I know you'll appreciate this more than, than I will, you know, because I, I, I kind of considered, that friend, the the Captain Marvel authority. So that's how I first came to this. And then, like I said, in in Justin's defense, I would look at these things, and I I didn't think it was a collected edition. I knew what it was because I read it at his house. But I was like, I ain't spending no nineteen ninety nine on this this <laughs> stuff, you know. Like so, for me, that was at, at the time, like that was you know, comics were starting to go up as it was in, in that in that era, but. I mean, I wasn't going to spend that kind of money on it, I guess, either. The other thing, too, is I guess I I kind of like I would kind of want to talk about the art now because I, I kind of have some some. I don't know if it's scathing criticism, but I have some criticisms. So before I, you know, go into those, I kind of like the track that we're on because you you both seem very positive and favorable about the material. So I didn't want to interrupt that flow. And, And I do agree that one of the best things about this graphic novel is the art. Like Tony was saying, it's a pleasure to look at. Like Justin was saying, the 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 storytelling in the sense of the way the art is laid out and, and how people look and the visuals and everything, like those are all really expertly done. So I, I, I figure, you know, if, if that's something that you want to go into and praise, I think uh, I'm just going to say like, now's the time so so you probably do it now before i get into some specific stuff that i'd just like to bring up to discuss as far as kind of getting into the nitty-gritty with the story as far as that goes
3: this, this you know i'm going to go into a little bit of history for comic fans it'll be it'll be brief in the early 90s mid 90s like painted comics were getting really popular with collectors as like prestige format there was marvels There was Kingdom Come, and apparently, you know, Power Shazam was also this painted comic. And a a lot of, you know, people who collected comics tended to say these were the more mature comics, and these were the more, you know, fancy-schmancy 1999 versions of comics. That being said, even though this was a popular thing, and you had your Alex Rosses, and you do have, you know, Mr. Ordway doing the, the painted artwork, I don't care. It looks really good. The opening scenes in Egypt, God, they almost look photorealistic. It, it, it's it's so insane the amount of detail this this guy can do. Not only that, but he has a good balance because while the character of Captain Marvel and even his father, who looks just like him, they they have that kind of comic book chiseled features. You know, even even like sometimes they do the squinty eyebrow thing that like you know Shazam is well known for. Yeah. You know, Sometimes he doesn't even have eyes. He's just eyebrows. (laughs) It just looks really good. It looks real. And one of the things about comics that is hard to do in real life is you could have a guy in red pajamas and a white cape. And he doesn't look stupid. He looks like a superhero. You can have, like, Teth Adam running around in a black, you know, leotard. And he doesn't look like an idiot. He looks like a bad guy. He looks sinister. You know, even Savannah with his big-ass chrome dome, you know, he, he looks... Sinister enough. I mean, he does become more of a bigger bad guy later on, but like you still get the idea—he's not a nice guy. I I like it because the way I see it, it's like Ordway took those classic images, how those characters look back in the old Fawcett comics. That's why it's called Fawcett City, and he—he didn't so much update it, but like Justin was pointing out with like the writing, it is—it is a very loving homage to how the characters look while still making it look like almost like a movie in my head you know this was almost like the graphic novel of the captain marvel movie that never happened because it almost plays off like that it plays off like a big screen adventure you have your main bad guy you have your like weasley like you know sub bad guy you have your hero origin you have all this stuff you know and it's just really well done you know one of my one of my favorite scenes and it, it is a coupling of the writing and the art is when Batson becomes Shazam for the first time, and he's pissed. He doesn't know what's going on. He's a grown man, you know, and he's got the, the mind a like, you know, 12, 13-year-old, maybe, even if that, maybe even younger, and he's lashing out. And the wizard the whole time is like, you know, he's like murtawhing it. He's like, I'm too old for this shit. Quit punching. I'm trying to tell you stuff. And I don't know. that was fun. it was it was it was energetic, and the art really complimented it because you you saw the power of Shazam, you know, it was like you saw him throwing around like giant stone thrones and like this giant globe and and just smashing the place up. And you're like, oh crap, this guy is like a threat. It's just the wizard, and, you know, you would assume at some point had these powers, so he knows what they could do, but he's not as strong as he used to be. He's passing these powers on, and he's trying not to. Throw anything against Billy Batson because he's you know he's a confused kid, and the art really portrays that too. There's sometimes where Captain Marvel, even if is an adult, looks bewildered and the facial expressions are just really good the The, the art is just really on point, and the, the painted look it does it does totally bring me back to that art deco look you know the 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 buildings are amazing the Wiz radio station is just fantastic and they even have like old-timey looking cars and Justin mentioned the art deco well not Justin but Derek mentioned the art deco Egyptian subway train and it's just like everything is like you know I hate to say this cuz it sounds like a cliche and like a trope but it is really a feast for the eyes so you know that that's that I said I was going to gush about the art I have now gushed about the
0: art <laughs> I I think also speaking to to Justin's point about the Art Deco stuff and and saying that it has a, a timeless kind of feel like Batman the animated series I, I think this also led into other projects that I really like that went with the same type of aesthetic like it makes me think of like Robinson and Tony Harris on Starman for instance that same kind of notion of you you kind of had this timeless looking city. and I, I think also the the the, the superheroic elements kind of they're they're front and center amongst this really real, you know like like Tony's saying, this really realistic, whether it's in Egypt or it's in fawcett City. I mean, you you have a lot of loving details, whether it's just like nods to the the street names where you've got like, you know, Auto Binder, you know, it's like Binder Boulevard or whatever it is. And, you know, you, you've got all these like really like almost like he's designed architecture for Fawcett City, you know, whiz radio, fire escapes, like all this kind of stuff. There's all this very realistic, you know, 40s looking automobiles, the dirigibles and everything like that. And then it just makes the, the fantastical element of it like stand out front and center like it should in. A superhero book. So, I mean, as far as that goes, you can tell there's a lot of love and care placed into this. I mean, in some sense, I, I almost notice certain things where I'm like, "Was he going?" You know, it's like there's the one scene where where Black Adam and and Captain Marvel like smash through a photo shoot, and the guys like taking like nudie pictures of like this Betty Page looking girl and stuff Oops, like that. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and so, like, you can see, like, there's, like, a lot of these different nods. I, I, I guess I, I get a little excited about the Scarab because that was one of the accessories that was in, like, a DCUC Black Adam. You know, he came with the little Scarab and everything. So, the, you know, that little necklace and stuff. So, like, that kind of stuff, you know, gets me excited as far as that goes because it's, like, a, you know, a nod to that. Design that was created for for Black Adam Scarab, and and th- this this may inadvertently lead into to some of my my maybe criticisms or things I'd like to bring up and discuss with you guys. But like I I think in some sense like when I look at Theo Adam in that early Egyptian type stuff, it, it makes me think of movies like The Mummy with Boris Karloff. And I I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Ordway's like a huge fan of that. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he was kind of going for that vibe in those first you know five or six pages in the sort of origin story where you're dealing with the the death of Billy's parents and the the kind of you know the the, the way they they hid the. Scarab and everything and the talking Tawny doll, like all that kind of notion. And then when you jump ahead to the faucet, of course, the the vibe is very different. You know, you get more of the notion of, you know, movies like the Rocketeer, the Phantom, you know, things like that. In that sense, like, like I'm saying, I could see a lot of love and effort is, is put into, you know, everything that's in the, the artwork and the, the story and everything. It's, it's definitely pulling from the original, like C.C. Beck, you know, type Captain Marvel visuals and story and and all that kind of stuff. This this for me, though, is kind of a, don't know, it's I'm kind of torn about it. Like, it's a beautiful looking graphic novel. I, I think for me, like, I'm always hard pressed to to give props to writer artist combos that are not Frank Miller and John Byrne? Because, like, I I don't know. It's just... There's just something about it where you're like, they're a great artist. There's no doubt, like, in my mind, that Jerry Ordway is a terrific artist. Is he a good writer? Like, kind of like George Perez. It's like, I have no doubt... George Perez is a fantastic fucking artist, but it's like, if you ask me what I really think of his writing on wonder woman, or if I think, you know what I think of his writing when he's not doing the art, like when it's on like war of the gods or the new 52 Superman or something like that. I, I don't know that I put it in the same camp as, you know, writers that, that I think are just, you know, out and out a plus writers. So I, I, I guess there, there's that aspect to it where I feel like the, the the artists can trade off on their artistic talent and get away with some shortcomings on writing. And I I guess, like, whereas some of this has a lot of elements that are, like, super faithful to the original Captain Marvel stories, like the early Fawcett comics, they're also trying to do a mini soft reboot or whatever you want to call it it's like it's like this this graphic novel comes off the heels of the Shazam a new beginning miniseries which was supposed to be the the post crisis origin of billy batson and then this negates all that and that's not to say like one is better than the other or anything like that it's just I don't know. It 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 was one of those things where if you were a fan of specific characters, whether it's like Captain Marvel or or Hawkman, or I'm I'm trying to think of like other characters that got those 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 mid level reboots, like where you were like, oh, like you know, Hawkman is a great example. I mean, Hawkman has an utterly confusing continuity, but it's like th- this to me is the Hawk world of Captain Marvel, and 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 that has a lot of a lot of double edged sword type things going on with it i guess you know it's like it's like obviously hawkworld has gorgeous art as well and i personally like hawkworld but i mean i could understand if you were you know strictly speaking a fan of you know the the old joe kubert you know space cop hawkman you know where you might wonder like once they started doing the hawkworld ongoing comic how that kind of opened a whole can of worms for everybody. And I, I guess specifically, like, I'd kind of focus, like, some of my thoughts on this and, and just on the opening with, with the notion of, like, they, they never really dealt with Billy's parents in the the original Fawcett comics. It was just he was homeless and you knew he was an orphan. In, in the, the Roy Thomas series, they died in a car accident. In this, they're murdered... By Theo Adam, and Theo Adam, I don't know like like I, I I guess that's that's something I wanted to ask Justin about specifically is is like what what do you think of Theo Adam because like i I sort of have this weird vibe where it's like I was always kind of turned off by Theo, like the whole notion of like he's 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 potentially. A reincarnation of Black Adam, but yet he's a totally separate person. Like, it, it, it's almost like I was trying to formulate it in my head, and the, the best thing I could tell you is like, I thought of it like artists and actors. So, like, I kind of think like Theo Adam is like, what if you cast like Corporal Klinger as like Theo Adam? But yet, I kind of feel like Black Adam should be somebody like, I don't know, like Yul Brenner or something. So, like, it it throws me. And it's like, I get what they were going for. Like, because Ordway's going for that that original, like, when he showed up in the Marvel family. And he was kind of like this creepy dude with a big nose and a huge chin. And he had the receding hairline. And he kind of looked like a creep. But, like... I, I guess I was always used to like you know it's like Rich Buckler doing him in the Superman versus Shazam or guys like George Perez or Tom Mandrake where he kind of looked you know buffer and and less of a receding hairline. So I, I guess I never quite took to this interpretation of Black Adam. And and to be honest, I I think I think by the time they started emphasizing him as a character in Goyer and John's JSA like I almost felt like it was it was sort of a course correction for the character for the better but I'm kind of curious I know I dropped a bunch of crap on you but I I'm just kind of curious what your response to that is and what you what you think of that specifically
2: yeah I I guess I kind of lean more towards like what the JSA series did with Black Adam they kind of reformed him and then i think they eventually stated that they're i mean it is kind of confusing because like theo is a reincarnation and then he he's able to turn into black adam with the power but then i think they eventually said that they're like different personalities and it's probably like an easy out so that they could reform black adam and not have to deal with the fact that theo is a, you know, murdering scumbag and whatnot. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I kind of, I don't know, I, I just so love that JSA series, and I love what they did with Black Adam. I mean, they really, they took that character and built so much onto yeah. him. Like, I, I was always kind of, like, I remember really wanting Captain Marvel to join the JSA. Mm-hmm. And he he was just more of a guest star, and he kind of had that love triangle with Girl, But... Yeah. It, it, it ended up becoming more about Black Adam and at first i was kind of grumpy about that but then they did so much with the character of Black Adam and his ups and downs and his you know friendship with Adam Smasher and some of the things that led to the the eventual rift he had with the JSA like i yeah. I, I so love all of that it's hard for me to be critical of aspects of him i guess i mean i get what you're saying but i i I guess i i it's weird because i i agree with you
0: completely about the jsa arc but i almost i mean it's weird like it's not like i haven't read power of shazam it's not Mm -hmm. like i don't understand that that like teth adam had the turn from from heel to face in ordway's ongoing book but it's like i i the 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 Theo aspect of it it's like not only is is that like where they they tried to have the get around of like well Theo murdered Billy's parents but but you know Teth Adam did not like they're two separate people type thing it also feels like I mean it's kind of what I was trying to get at with like the whole you know it's like it's like Boris Karloff or 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 you know Colonel Klinger or something, it's like, it's like, it's this, this weird, creepy, thuggish guy versus somebody like, I mean, think about it. They want to cast The Rock as Black Adam, right? Like, and, and to me, that's like totally different. You know, it's like, it's like that he'll, he'll he'll probably be the more noble Black Adam. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, and it's funny too, because you say noble, but I mean, they, they take him down some really, really dark paths ultimately by the end of that jsa arc and and as it leads into the the weekly 52 series and all that stuff and i don't
3: he goes from being like a savior to a monster yeah yeah
0: you know but i don't i don't find that to, to me i mean i'm sure some people think that's like the most horrible thing ever but to me i i enjoyed that interpretation of black adam as like a but but he was like he was like a world leader. I mean, I mean, it was they 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 had aspects of Namor with him. You know, mm-hmm. like he was he was the sovereign ruler of a state. There was a nobility about him. They they he they added layers to his backstory where you could see he, him and Billy had certain understandings between one another, and it wasn't just he that he really, was he didn't some really
3: cared about Isis. Yeah, you
0: know, it's it's like. There, there were things where I think in the earlier stories where it just seemed like he was just either, you know, yeah, he was a villain or he was slimy or whatever. But like, I don't know, in this, it just seems like, I mean, the the Theo personality is the one that, that and it's like, I, I don't I guess my problem with it is even though he had the the heel to face turn and, and then the JSA story retroactively added a lot of layers to him. I don't think that was the original intent. I think the original intent was just to make him this nasty thug who turns into Black Adam. And I think the character is much more nuanced than that eventually, and I prefer that version than the version that's just like a creepy Boris Karloff guy who knifes people in the back, I guess, if that makes any sense. So, like, that's... and, and, And I guess there's there's also that weird aspect of like you know you were you were sort of trained like i i guess this also rolls into the point of where i would frequently say when i was a kid and i read things like man of steel or dark knight returns or whatever i was malleable enough to to go with the punches like when they were they were you know morphing this post-crisis universe but by now it's been 10 years and i'm like i read that new beginning thing i tried to morph with you and now you're fucking telling me that's wrong and so like there, there there was always for me even though this had fantastic art there was always a little part of me that that pushed back from this just a little bit. It's like, what do you mean Talking Tawny's just a fucking doll? You know, like, what, are you ashamed? Like, what's what's wrong with fucking Talking Tawny? Talking Tawny's fucking cool. Like, what? why are you, you know what I mean? Like, there, there were things like that where I, I sort of, you know, would, would question those, those kind of directions and things. Or, like, you know, it, it's like the thing where everything in hindsight, it's like, at the time, I guess... You know, it's, like, the thing that everybody always criticizes, like, in, in in modern context or even in a 1994 context was why does Billy Batson run off with a dark, mysterious stranger? Like, because it's, like, everybody's thinking about, you know, child abuse and the guy looks like a, <laughs> a freaking, uh, what do they call those guys? The guys that run around and... Uh, open up the trench coats or whatever. I can't even think of what they call a, a, a flasher or something, you know, like, and, and it's like, it's like, so in this, they have to like go, Oh, I always knew it was my dad the whole time. I wouldn't go off with no stranger, you know, and they have to sort of like apologize for it. And I, I kind of feel like, you know, and, and this may or may not, piss off people in the the you know me too era but i mean i kind of feel like it's that same apology in that year one direct video where it was like oh bruce wayne really doesn't just sleep around to throw gordon off his trail it's like he just he just pays them a lot and 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 they they pretend to be stupid, but they're really not, you know, and, and it's just like all this over apologizing for for things that were written within a certain context and era, you know, where it's just like, look, so what? So he went on a, a fancy looking train with a stranger. I mean, it's like I get it. They don't want little kids to run off with uh crazy people like Billy Kincaid and ice cream trucks, but you know, it, it it was probably a different time back then. And so you you had that aspect to it. I, I guess just I'm just gonna keep going down with, with things that I personally noticed. Like I guess the, the other thing I noticed was and I, I don't know that we need to get into this too much, but it was like their their assistant that they were waiting for, the the guy is named Saeed, and at some point he he shouts out allah like as an expletive or something like that where somebody's like oh my god or oh jesus christ or something like that and so my assumption is that saeed is muslim but then it looks like he's wearing a sheik a turban and and then that would lead me to believe he's not muslim but yet he, he shouts out allah so he must be and then, and then the the other thing I thought about it was like I guess maybe that's part of that weird, timeless thing where people are trying to put together things that don't quite work together. So he's got that kind of Johnny Quest Haji vibe to him, like an adult Haji, but yet he's not. I don't know. It it just like some of that seemed odd to me. And then and then he gets his throat slit and he can't talk after that. And so there there's those. I don't know. I just thought. He looked
3: more a, like a fakir than a Mo, like a Muslim,
0: yeah. Yeah. and so like I thought that was like a weird thing. and then you know and then, of course it deals with all these Egyptian artifacts and, and you know part of me is kind of like it, it's got that weird like Indiana Jones Steven Spielbergish type moral philosophy when it comes to archaeology. And then it's kind of funny because then later when Theo's about to blow up Wiz radio, like it's almost like Boris Karloff is dressed up like Indiana Jones. Like I, I don't know. That that's kind of what I took it as. Like, but I don't, I don't know if any of you guys noticed that. But I was just like, why does I'm like, dude. I, I almost like sometimes it's like I was like, that's that's Black Adam. I'm like, it looks like <laughs> it's like Indiana Jones should have been just like part time, you know, <laughs> or whatever. You know, like on the Whiz Radio or something.
2: Part time.
0: And then and then I thought it was kind of funny how when he's Captain Marvel, like. It, it's almost like he's inadvertently destroying Savannah's fortune by accident like so that that was kind of I mean I, get, I guess that's like the uh, gives gives him a get out of jail card free because it's like it, it seemed like they tried to play with that for reals in the earlier post-crisis interpretation because you know they had the the notion in in the legends miniseries like like Billy Batson thought he actually killed somebody with his lightning. So then he didn't want to become captain Marvel. And and that was played for like really for reals. Whereas this was kind of like, whoops, I accidentally like, you know, crashed a a blimp and I accidentally, you know, threw you know, some shit all the way and destroyed uh, a fairground. And it's like, you dunderhead, make sure you don't do that next time. And then of course you're thinking, well, that's pretty terrible if, If there was actually somebody hurt from that, but then, you know, you find out later it's like it's just Savannah who was hurt and and there wasn't anybody that was actually there. It just kind of hurt his his pocketbook. So so you don't you know, you, you don't really blame, you know, Billy or Captain Marvel or anything like that for for what went down. I don't know. I, I guess the other thing, too, is like, it's hard for me not to think of things like Man of Steel. It's like, you, you know, I, I, I can see the the complaints of like, why does Savannah... It, it was like, I guess back in the day everybody was a mad scientist, right? It's like, Luther was a mad scientist and Savannah was a mad scientist. So it's like now in the modern era, like, Luther's a, a rich billionaire businessman, and so I guess Savannah has to follow suit and be the same, but I mean, I could see why somebody might kind of be like, well, you know, I, I don't know. You you could have done something different maybe with Savannah, you know, but I, I, I don't know that that was just something that I that kind of came to my mind as well. As far as that goes,
3: you know, I'm not going to uh, rally the troops against your opinion because you're totally free to have your opinion. You know, this does remind me of something I, I read earlier today on the uh, the the website we post at Bot Talk. One of the uh, posters, his name his name is Boo. He's actually done work for Fan Holes before. He's a, he's a good guy. He was saying like, why can't a bad guy just be bad? Mm. And I understand the the need for us as we grow older to want more complex villains. For example, Magneto is one of Justin's favorite villains. Because he goes from villain to good to in the middle to all the the whole spectrum. He ranges. I think, you know, when we talk about this being a love letter or or being a loving tribute to Shazam slash Captain Marvel, however you want to call it. I think he was trying to have that just good versus evil. And I, I think with Savannah, even though he does turn into one of, you know... Captain Marvel's big bads at one point, you know, because of Mr. Mind. They have like a, you know, kind of relationship, kind of Mr. Mind's just controlling him, depending on which story you're going with. You know, Black Adam is pretty much, you know, Captain Marvel's opposite number. And and yeah, like there's there's stuff like Super Friends, where Bizarro is completely a bad guy, you know, me and Bizarro, me, you know, crush Superman. And then, you know, in the later, you know, Superman run where Lex Luthor 2, the, the the clone with the red hair and everything, he makes a bizarro and he's a tragically like you know sympathetic bad guy. You know, he, he's dying. He he's a imperfect clone. And like I like that version too. And I think that's like my kind of way of looking at it is like I, I do like the, the the somewhat noble but but Tormented, you know, Black Adam. You know, I call him Spock ears. He he does have Spock ears, and well, he does. And he does have moments of like, you know, heroism, and he is sympathetic. You know, like he is not just a bad guy. He does terrible things. He's ripped people in half for Christ's sakes. But you know, like I like you know, like you've said, like he's made choices. He he became the leader of Kandak. You know, he had a family. He had the the the. You know. Black Adam family, much like the Captain Marvel family. And some of those turned out to be pretty horrible too, like the alligator guy. But you still had that sympathy for that version. And I think with this version, you know, even though it is slowly transformed throughout different series, throughout different writers, you know, this is just a bad Black Adam. And for this series, like not a series, but for this graphic novel, I think that does work. Because when I do think of, like, that different version of Black Adam, I do see, like, the Spock ears, the the chiseled physique, the the, the handsome features. He, he is a leader. He is a, you know, if nothing else, he's a very proud warrior. He, 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 he has a certain code he lives by. He does fuck up. I mean, there's definitely, obviously, uh, events that he could have done differently. But I think this one is supposed to be, because of how he looks, the Receding hairline, the the
1: yeah.
3: creepy looking, you know, Black Adam. You know, it's a definite, you know, again, homage. And when you were saying about you don't know if this was changed because of reasons, I agree. I, I think maybe Jerry Ordway just wanted to do evil Black Adam. He wanted to do that faucet version. And with more mature storytelling, you know, like you were saying. With guys like Frank Miller or 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 you know whoever you have, you know the 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 story had to, had to change for readers to stay invested. But I, I think if you do want that kind of classic version of Captain Marvel with his bad guys and stuff, and yeah, okay, Talky Tawny's just a doll. Okay, I mean that happens. I think this is a good. I mean, again, it's a good love letter. And I think the things that happen afterwards are good comic books. I I think if you read this alone as, like, the Captain Marvel story, I think it's enjoyable in that respect. I think if you try to tie it into continuity, which I know there are events that are linked to this graphic novel in the Power of Shazam comic that Gary Ordway did. But at the same time, I almost think this is kind of a standalone. It's just, like, the origin of Captain Marvel, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I think what you're saying is kind of spot on since this is a, you know, loving tribute to some of those past tales. like what you're saying, like you know this is a story where the good guys are good above all. and the bad guys are bad. And there's not a whole lot of gray in there. Like Theo and Theo is Black Adam. like he's bad. Like there's the things he does, like there's no excuse for them. He's greedy. He's a murderer. And that's the. That's like the old storytelling method, right? Like the bad guy is bad. He does bad things. And the take on Black Adam, you know, in the early 2000s in the JSA, like that's the modern way of looking at characters. You're like, okay, this guy is bad, but is he completely bad? Like are there some shades of gray in there that we can explore? Like, you know, where does he come from? Like what what was his backstory? And that's when you start to get kind of – introspective and I think that's like the the modern take on the character and that's where that redemption kinda comes from. It wants to explore the character and not just have like a good guy punching a bad guy because he's bad.
0: I I kinda the only thing I wanna do is throw slight monkey wrench into it is I I guess some of where I'm coming from is is yes is is from the Goyer Johns JSA and I like the layers and what they did with that character but also looking at it in reverse I mean I have no problem with Black Adam being a bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy but I guess it, maybe I can frame this a different way like what I see when I see Theo Adam is I see that when I read Superman versus. Shazam, the Treasury edition, I saw Megatron. I saw the the general of the Skexes. I saw, uh, I'm just trying to think of like, you know, guys like that, but like, you know, I, I saw Destro, okay, for lack of a better term, right? You, you, but you're seeing the, Theo Adam is too small
3: time to be a big bad like Black
0: n- Adam. No, no, no. All I'm saying is, no, I think he's still big time. I, I just think, look, in, in, the, in the Roy Thomas series, Black Adam is a bad guy. He has no layers. He comes from another dimension. He's basically making Savannah call him a master. He, he beats the crap out of Captain Marvel, and they have this big you know, knock down, drag out fight and everything. He's a bad guy, but to me, he's Megatron. When I get to this graphic novel, Theo is, is Chamberlain. Theo is Starscream. Theo is cartoon Cobra Commander, not Destro or Serpentor or whoever, right? Like, and so I just, it's not, that I think it's wrong. It's just, to me, it was like a reset 10 years later. And it's like one of those things where you, you know, you have a virus on your computer and then you have to wipe it clean and start over. And you're like, Oh, this feels kind of funny. I'm trying to get this set up the way it used to be, but things are not, quite the way I remember them and I can't ever really get it quite back to the way it was because I didn't make backups of anything, you know? And, and so I guess, I don't know. I, I don't know if that explains it any better, but I mean, it's, it's a difference between whimpering Chamberlain and, and the, the Skeksis general, you know, it's like, it's like to me, the, the guy in the Roy Thomas miniseries was the Skex's general where I, I saw him show up through a portal and I went, Holy fuck, this guy looks like, He's about to whoop some ass and he's evil and has no layers, whereas this guy kind of feels like, oh, he'd he'd stab you in the back like he wouldn't exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like like he's is he's, he's like I, I don't know that he'd come through the portal and I'd be shitting my pants. It'd be more like he'd come through the portal and kind of like sneak around the corner and I'd have to like keep my eye like, you know, diagonally like checking him out to make sure he doesn't like, you know. Like like like, like 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 for something. a Batman
3: reference, it's it's, it's it's either facing Bane or the Mad Hatter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that that feels odd to me because I feel like Black Adam should be Bane, not the Mad Hatter. You know what I mean? Like that that that's all. That's I mean, you know, I I you know, I I I hopefully it's it's not like a damning criticism or anything like that. It's just it's just it's my personal preference, which is very. You know, it's subjective. Do you know what I mean? Like, to some people, like like you guys read it and you're like, "This is great. I love it." You know, and 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 probably there's no problems with it whatsoever. But I, I think sometimes I look at it and just kind of go, "I don't, I don't know." For some reason, it's like I, I just can't. You know, so some of the things in this, I I, I still have that that slight pushback to it's like i like the way the wizard is presented i like the way you know billy and captain marvel are presented but you know so some things i'm like oh what like like uncle dudley's a custodian now like because why like i i don't know like
3: how Tawny is a doll yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. i'm I'm just kind of like and it's like you know maybe that's just me being like you know grumpy old you know, whatever guy, I'm like, I'm used to it this way, it should be this way, or whatever, you know? But, you know, it, and and maybe that's just on me more than it is on on the actual work, you know what I mean? But, but you know, it's stuff that I think of while I'm reading it. I mean, I, I dig the fight between Captain Marvel and, and Black Adam. I mean, I, I do kind of question, though, again, like, you know, they get to the point where you're like, Jesus, this guy, like, murdered his parents, and it's like, he's just like, all right, well, send him to jail, guys. You know, like, and I'm just kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, so, sometimes I just don't buy it, you know? Like, sometimes it's like that kind of stuff. I'm like, man, that's personal. Like, or or at the very least, I'm like, well, this guy's certainly a better human being than I am. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I had Captain Marvel's powers, I'd pound that fucker's face into the concrete, you know? So, I don't know.
3: Well, I mean, I mean that's, that's, I mean, you know, kind of what the story is saying, you know? He is like, you know a really good guy you know yeah. like billy batson you know has obviously issues he's kind of bratty at first you know he, he's like you know not believing the wizard and stuff like that and i'm not discounting what you're saying i, I like you know the, the the hawk world thing is very apt you know like certain characters have been changed and and fiddled with and 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 twisted to fit a storyline and not always for the good but sometimes for the better and, you know, there's there's characters who got a makeover, and they suck. And there's characters like Black Adam who got a makeover, and it's like, holy shit, this is really good. But, you know, I mean, like, you know, the flip side of the coin. Like, you know, not going to happen, but, like, what if you had a, a guy from the 1950s who read, like, you know, the the current Black Adam or, like, how Black Adam's portrayed? He'd be like... But Black Adam was a bad guy. He was like totally like horrible and like, right, you know right. well, you know he he might have that that same venom. Not venom. You don't have venom. You're not hating it. But he would have those same questions. He was like, yeah, Well how yeah. how
0: how is he respected? Kind of now, how is he like? You know, what yeah, why why is he a world leader? Like you know, yeah. No, yeah. I I get what you're saying.
3: Yeah, I I just I I I think it is. I think that's why it's kind of timeless. I think it's a as it, strange it is to say, because of how terrible Theo Adam is, and and how that Black Adam is kind of cowardly and like you know, very much like you know, about the greed. You know, he wants the Scarab, and like even kind of Marvel says that at one point is like, wait, that Scarab represents greed. You just want power. You know, I think it is an idealized version of comics, where the good guy saves the day, the bad guy is totally terrible. And then and, and cart him off to jail because you don't feel bad for him. You know, I, I think that's like. I, I think there's a simplicity in the story. And you were talking about the writing. I don't know if Jerry Ordway is the best writer. I haven't read a lot of stuff. Like I said, his wild star stuff. Not so great. But I think he definitely was going for that tone. I, I think he wanted Savannah to seem almost comical. And his like, you know, he's destroying my shit. What the hell's going on? I hate that I hate that, you know, Captain Marvel, what's his name? And I think he wanted, you know, Theo Adam to be a complete scumbag. I think, you know, it wasn't like, you know, by happenstance that he made him so evil. He was he I don't think he was trying to change the game. I think he wanted to make a really bad, unlikable villain. And and in that respect he wanted to make a really likable hero. And you know, as comics change, as characters change, you can, like you said, you can unglue your head from that. And I understand what you're saying is that before this book happened, there was already some of that ungluing. You were kind of getting on board with, like, a, a revamped, you know, Black Adam. Even if he wasn't a good guy, he was still really evil, but he was just the big badass. And I think, you know, it, I guess, you know, it sounds really lame and not a good explanation, I hate to say it, but I'm just putting my, my thoughts out there. This was Jerry Ordway's version of Black Adam to him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's funny, though, because, I mean, I think I think even throughout the course of his own series, like, they, they did start to tweak him. Do you know what I mean? Like, at some point, he yeah. does become an ally, per se, to the Marvel family, even within... The Power of Shazam comic book. So, I mean, there, there were there there were journeys for him to go on. But in order for him to do that, I mean, they they really had to go out on a limb and be like, "Look, this is not you know th- you know there's there's the Chamberlain version and there's the 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 Skeksis General version and that Skeksis General version might not have been a great guy, but he's trying to be now. Whereas that Chamberlain version, like, we took his fingerprints and he's guilty and he did a bunch of horrible stuff and tried to stab, you know, parents in the back. But that has nothing to do with this other guy. <laughs> like, and it's just yeah. like, well, if, if you have to go through all those fucking hula hoops, like, why did, you know, I don't know. That That's what drives me crazy. It's like, it's like, why did you do that in the first fucking place? Like, you know, I don't know. I know that's like weird, but, and I know they did. To, to me, I think, I think that was never the intent, you know, like, like, I think it, it yeah. It got changed somewhere along the way, you know, throughout the course of, of you know, many years of of writing a, a uh, you know, a serialized story and stuff like that. But I, yeah, I think it, on the on the outset, it was probably just meant to be, you know, Teth Adam is this thuggish, thuggy thug guy. And that was it, you know, but then, you know, to, right. to, to keep bringing him back because it's like I, I guess that's interesting, too, because if you look at like the original black adam like i was trying to think of this like who's <laughs> like can you guys help me out like who's a guy who who treads on the popularity of wearing black but he's really not that cool
3: really not that cool
0: yeah like 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 uh, there's somebody who's decked out in all black and and as we all know if you're decked out in all black you're super cool but like it's like like imagine like like woody allen dressed in all black <laughs> or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that's what I'm trying to get at. Where it's like, it's like I, I feel like you know, in the early days, like Black Adam kind of treaded on, like I'm an evil version of Captain Marvel, and I'm in all black. And then it's like, how do they beat him? They trick him into saying the wizard's name, and he turns into fucking dust. Like, and it's just like you know, it, it's like you might as well have Nelson there going like, Ha-ha! <laughs> like you know, like or whatever. And it's like, it's like that's kind of like. Th- Originally, he was almost like a one off until D.C. got the rights to the Marvel family and then they brought him back. But I mean, originally, like Black Adam was kind of like a one hit wonder, you know, and it's like only when they kept him serialized did they have to introduce, you know, you know, more layered aspects to him, I guess. Yeah. Now i trying to
3: think of like characters who dress in black who aren't cool.
0: Or, or, you know, maybe maybe they're cool, but they're not quite as cool as you think they I don't know. Like, I, I'm just trying to think of somebody who, I, who dresses in I, I, black I, I, and just treads on the popularity of it. I mean, it's funny to me, like, the closest person I can think of. But I, I it's like, Justin and I talk about Kakaida all the time on Toku Thursdays. And, like, there's a character called Hakaida who's, like, the bad guy. And he's, yeah, like, big, super big brain guy. He's, he's super cool. Like, he looks super cool. And when he shows up on the original series, he is pretty cool. But I think by the time it gets to, like, the follow-up series and it's Professor Gill's brain in that body, it's like, at that point, I'm like, dude, you're just treading on the other guy's popularity. Like, like you you are not that cool. You're actually kind of lame. Like, but you're treading on the popularity of, like, some cool guy who wore black. You know like uh, I uh, I got one the the black hand. Oh you mean like from Green Lantern? Yeah, he had he had some cool
3: moments. He had like the whole darkest night thing. But like he, he also like shit his pants fighting Guy Gardner.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like 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 he he, he should be cool cuz he's dressed in all black, but yeah, at some point he was kind of a joke villain too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. There there's one, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah anyway I, I just you know yeah i was just trying to think of somebody who was like treading on the popularity of wearing black but wasn't quite as cool as as you might have led to be you know so as somebody might have led you to believe i guess
3: yeah and, and like i said i respect your points and, and they are valid i am not discounting
0: them i'm not saying like oh nope, no, nope, Derek, you're wrong you're wrong great book great book. no 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 i i mean i i i'm happy you guys like like enjoyed it like without any reservations i'm just i i i think i think this this is like hits that time frame you know in the 90s where like i kind of i i didn't take everything at face value and i started to question like well wait why why do they have to reboot it why do i have to forget all this other stuff like that i already know like what what you know why why is this different now you know like those kind of things
3: well, I, I, well, like I said earlier, one thing I, I hit it at with the art, I, I think another thing, and we I won't go into this as far as starting another conversation, but just perception, when you had stuff like Marvel's and you had stuff like Kingdom Come, those were intensely mature. They weren't really, you know, even though Marvel's was supposed to celebrate the 60s era of the Marvel Universe... It got kind of dark sometimes, you know. It was like, you know, for for better or for worse. I don't think you're a huge fan of Marvels, actually, right, Derek?
0: I mean, I at the it's time right. it came out, it was a big deal, you know. I I mean, I, I think I think I probably if if I if I say I wasn't into Alex Ross when he first started, I'd be lying. But I also right. think I, I also think that I was probably more into kingdom come than i was into marvels if that makes no, I, sense i agree
3: i i've read kingdom come a, a couple of times we should probably do a show on that one day but yeah yeah marvels was like i i, I the dart the work is beautiful but i i i felt a disconnect because it, it was told like the every man seeing these superheroes and i'm yeah, like yeah but i but i, I, I want to know the superheroes i don't want to just see them be
0: Cool, you know, (laughs) through through the eyes of a a, you know quote unquote normal person, right?
3: Yeah, I I, I know you 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 are like me. Hopefully, Justin, I don't know. You you may may be clawing at your desk right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Justin can can beat me up. He can say Shazam and like slap me around if he needs mm -hmm. to.
3: But like, I mean, like, what what do you think of Darius' criticisms? I know you're not going to lash out at him, but you know,
2: I don't know. I mean, it's I like this graphic novel and i like the ongoing series it comes from so i mean i get derek's criticisms but uh i don't know like like i said i thoroughly enjoy it and i enjoy the stuff that comes after it so
3: it it basically falls down into i like it
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, that's uh, There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I. I enjoy certain aspects of of the Power of Shazam ongoing. I mean, I. I. You know, for me, it's just. I. I obviously, I'm not a hundred percent behind every choice they made or whatever. But there, there are things I really dig. Like, I liked when they got into the whole, you know, Faucet era characters and they they went into like Spy Smasher and things like that. Like, I thought all that stuff was really cool. So. There's there's plenty of good stuff in that in that ongoing.
3: If you want like a fun, almost throwback comic to the the the, the yeah golden age of of heroes, where bad is bad, good is good, then and, and good always wins over evil, and it just looks really fucking beautiful, and it's just got great art. I was really pleasantly surprised by this. I, I thank you, Justin, for suggesting it. You know, as soon as I got like a couple of pages deep, I'm like, I, I'm in, I'm in. You, yeah, 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 got me. Uh, Your damn book. And hell, like, it's probably higher now, but I, I, I probably would have paid 19.99 for this, like, current money <laughs> prices. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody's expecting me to talk more, but that's all I got.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Anything else, Justin? No. All right. All right. So this will conclude our coverage of the Power of Shazam graphic novel. If you have any comments, questions, and or concerns if you agree with Tony and Justin and you think Derek's a big duty head You can send us emails at FanHolesPodcast at gmail.com. We are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher Radio, and we can be streamed there. We're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, feedback, retweets that we receive. And in addition to comics, motherfucker, do you read them? We have plenty of other shows for your enjoyment. The backlog of our episodes can be found over at FanHolesPodcast blogspot.com. In addition to the comic show, we've got our fanholes podcast proper. We've got Mobile Suit Mondays, Toku Thursdays, Transformers Tuesdays, Sentai Saturdays. We've got Justice not entirely dissimilar to Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast, and we've got Big in Japan where we talk about anime. So if you like this show, we hope you consider checking out all the other shows. And until the next time, this is Derek, Derek WC. Hey ladies! Sup, I'm a podcaster. Woo!
2: Sign it off. This is Justin saying Shazbot.
3: <laughs> uh, this is Tony. Don't worry, Derek. I will not kill you because you killed my parents. I, however, will cut your vocal cords and make you forget everything.
1: Parents uh. they were murdered. I was orphaned in the system, but little did I know that I'd be more victim to a powerhouse imagination forced into existence a new organism headed by a wizard and his wisdom just another day i was hopping on the train when i heard a voice say i was chosen on the way what Hopped off but it wasn't anything familiar met the man claiming he's a wizard he leaned in close to tell me that i'm worthy of power divine burly with biceps so perfect oh, wow. he said i will give you what'll change the game all you gotta do is say my name
2: Make it good, Shazam. I'm protector of the galaxy. What a marvel. You can call me Captain Marvel, actually. Then
1: I said the word and was transformed from a little boy to a mass form. Stronger than a mass horde. Then I said, Wizard Shazam. What does it stand for? And he said, Solomon and Hercules. But there's more. Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. I can take the strength of the gods, wield it perfectly is yours and it's bottled up internally all you gotta do is say the name and you turn to he then i left and ran to my boy Freddy. these powers are unsteady and i need to be ready put it through the paces and discovered every day a new ability that's shaping my approach in every way one day i'm learning how to fly through the wooden roof then i got shot and i found out i'm bulletproof (laughs) i am ready as ever they will pay any villains in the way get slain With the guns cocked, get dropped like Shazam. When I'm coming through the street, all the ladies looking at me. I sweep them off the feet like Shazam. When I'm cleaning up the neighborhood, making all the haters see you later, cause I make it good Shazam. I'm protector of the galaxy. What a marvel, you can call me god
0: Dude, I I am telling you, man, if, if, if you trick me into saying the magic word and I turn into dust, I'm gonna be sorry. <laughs> it's like, why well, look? He turned into a wizened old man and turned into dust. Oh well. See you in 20 years. <laughs> oh, See
2: well. that that that's my biggest fear for you guys when doing this show. I'm afraid you guys, you're so old you're just gonna turn into dust while <laughs> I'm <coming> with you. <laughs>